Hello, welcome to the Thursday, December 8th, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. False positives in antivirus systems is sort of an ongoing issue that doesn't seem to be going away. Now, some software vendors are taking the step of publishing antivirus exclusion lists where they essentially tell you how to configure your antivirus in order to minimize the risk of a false positive disrupting their software. This usually includes that you should exclude from your antivirus certain directories, certain files types and the like and apparently the bad guys are listening as well and they're reading these exclusion lists and in some cases in particular in targeted attacks are tailoring their malware to match patterns that this particular software vendor and there's more than one doing it recommended to exclude. The sad part, of course, is that there isn't a simple rule that you could follow how to apply these exclusion lists securely or whether or not to apply them at all. If you do not follow the software vendor's advice and you leave your antivirus wide open, then of course you are at risk of running into a false positive, which may disrupt and even render unusable that particular piece of software. And then of course, if you do follow that vendors advise then well uh, you leave the door open for malicious software now of course it doesn't always have to be all that terribly targeted one of the examples listed in the article is citrix which publishes a quite extensive exclusion list well uh, most large enterprises use citrix in some capacity so it would be a pretty safe bet to assume that uh, that particular guidance is implemented and Google released the monthly update for Android. If I count it right, it fixes 58 different vulnerabilities, 11 of which are rated critical. Uh, probably the most notorious one here is the Dirty Cow exploit. That's a Linux project escalation vulnerability that has caused a lot of news a few weeks ago. Go ahead, update it if you have your Nexus device. If you don't have a Nexus device, you'll have to wait for your vendor to release a respective patch. With this update, the current patch level is 2016-12.5. And HR departments in Germany are currently struggling with an onslaught of emails that contain a new ransomware strain known as GoldenEye. What appears to be in particular dangerous about these emails is that they are very close to actual emails being sent by the German Department of Labor. And it appears they may actually include data that only the Department of Labor had access to. At this point, the department denies that there's any relationship or that any of its data was stolen. However, some of the recipients are stating that email addresses, for example, being used and names and the like are only known to the Department of Labor. So it's not really clear where this data could come from. Of course, there's always a chance that a third party that, for example, processes data or deals with data for the Department of Labor got compromised and that some of the data was leaked to the authors of this ransomware strain via these third parties.
The screenshots I've seen and I haven't had a chance to look at an actual sample yet uh, are very similar to what we typically see with ransomware where you get an office document and then you're tricked into enabling macros in the office document. I think in part just uh, by using German as a language, uh, these uh, documents are more enticing to click on and look more realistic. Of course, they do use all the authentic artwork from the department. Department of Labor. And the vulnerability in how Firefox processes SVG images can be used to set cookies cross-domain. The problem with the SVG file format is it's, it's XML. So the way you usually use it is that you describe shapes like circles and lines that you want to have drawn. But this format also allows the inclusion of what it calls foreign objects. And uh, these foreign objects uh, can set cookies on behalf of the site, loading them. So with this content being loaded from a third-party site can then be used to set cookies. Vulnerabilities like this come in handy, for example, if you're trying to exploit session fixation vulnerabilities, where an attacker would set a session cookie knowing that you will log into a particular website. And then by knowing your session ID, the attacker would be able to hijack that session. I've seen lately a lot of new vulnerabilities and so being discussed with respect to the SVG file format. I think it had been a little bit forgotten file format, but uh, all browsers support it. And of course, uh, its use of XML is kind of inviting in order to kind of stretch the limits of what this file format is supposed to accomplish. Well, uh, that's it for today. So thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.